If ever there's one thing that we need, it is to be led by the Holy Spirit. If ever there's one thing that we need to understand, it is how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Especially in these days when there are so many voices. Voices of the enemy, voices in the world, voices of our flesh that draw us, draw us away from God. And when we talk about trusting the leading of the Holy Spirit, some of us perhaps immediately say, oh, that's, that's not for me. I, I, I don't know how, how, how the Holy Spirit leads me. When we talk about hearing the voice of God, some of us are already, are, are, are already puzzled or perhaps some of us are already put off and say, no, 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 there's no way that I can hear the voice of God. But you will be surprised if you are open to what the Lord has for us. And we need to learn to trust the leading of the Holy Spirit. Perhaps some of us have trusted what we think was the leading of the Holy Spirit, but it did not work out the way that we expected. And as a result, you say, oh, I, I, I don't trust you know, the voice of God anymore. But today, we have to learn more than anything else in this world, more than trusting your own self, more than trusting your own ability, your own knowledge in life, in order for you to be successful in life, more than anything else, we need to learn to trust the leading of the Holy Spirit. John 16, verse 13 to 14. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. Now, this is Jesus speaking to us. Before He left this earth, he promised the Holy Spirit. And he says, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. Already here, even before the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, when Jesus gave us the promise of the Holy Spirit, He already told us what the, means, what the ministry of the Holy Spirit is going to be. Why is He sending the Holy Spirit? When He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you. He will guide you. Romans 8, 14 to 17. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit then that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. When we talk about being led by the Holy Spirit, these two scriptures found in Romans and Galatians will inevitably be used. 
any preaching on being led by the Holy Spirit, these are the two main verses. And these are very, very powerful scriptures. Romans 8.14 that we have read, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. And Galatians 5.18, But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Led by the Spirit. How many of us believe that the Holy Spirit can lead us in every area of our life? This is a mission. This is, a, this is the, the role of the Holy Spirit, basically. The Holy Spirit will lead us. The Holy Spirit will not drive us. There is, there is a difference between a cattle herder. The, 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 the cattle herder drives the cattle from behind, usually. They will drive the cattle into the cattle pen or into whichever direction. But the shepherd doesn't drive the sheep. The shepherd leads the sheep. And so the Holy Spirit does not drive us by compulsion, but rather He leads His people along, led by the Holy Spirit. I'm sure you can remember that, LED. Not the LED screen, huh? but led by the Holy Spirit to lead by laying hold of and in this way to bring to the point of destination. There is a destination <coughs> that the Holy Spirit has for each and every one of us, that God has for us and the Holy Spirit wants to lead us toward our divine destiny. We must believe that the Holy Spirit will guide and lead us. The Holy Spirit will guide and lead us. In fact, a man who feels to be led by the Spirit actually feels. For Jesus himself said, He will guide you into all the truth. He, the Holy Spirit, will guide you. Now you have to believe that the Holy Spirit is here to lead and to guide us. And you have Jesus' words for it. Not my word. Not somebody else's word. But Jesus himself said it. He, the Holy Spirit, will guide you. That's the main role of the Holy Spirit when He comes. The Holy Spirit will be a guide to you and He will guide you and He will give you guidance. He is our lead. He's our leader. The Holy Spirit will lead us. He will be our leader and He will lead us on the way. And so it is amazing that Jesus Christ sees it important enough to send us the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide us. Now, if Jesus himself thinks that it is important enough for us to be led and to be guided by the Holy Spirit, don't you think that it is important enough for us to really desire for the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. But what does it mean? He will guide you. 
What does it mean? He will guide you. He will, first of all, guide us into all truth. The guidance of the Holy Spirit is not into falsehood, but it is into all truth, into all things good, into all things that are beautiful. He will guide us. In other words, it is not just to, in terms of purity of doctrines, of the word of the Lord, but in every area of our life, in every area of our decision-making, He will guide you. How many of us, sometimes, you know, in, in decision-making, we are at a loss. You don't know whether to do this or that, and, 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 and you just don't know what to do. Friends, here is where we must learn to reach out to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, guide me into your truth. Guide me in your way in every areas of our decision-making. Whether it be which college to go to, whether it be who to marry, or whether it be what investment to make, or even what kind of friends we make, or who we hang out with, because they were influencers. Every area of decision-making, you can come to the Holy Spirit and say, Spirit of God, lead me. Oh, you know, I've heard testimonies of people who have lost their things. Keys, toys, valuables. They prayed to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit guided them even to discover those lost items. I've heard testimonies of people also. All right, not that I'm encouraging you in these areas, be very careful, but they are making investments. They don't know where to invest. They even pray and sought the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And I believe, all right, the Holy Spirit can guide us even in, our, in financial investments. Where you put your money. Like I say, I'm not, I'm not implying anything at all, how, where you invest and all those things. On the other hand, there are people who go into extreme. They come to the pastor and say, Hey, pastor, uh, did the Holy Spirit reveal which share to buy? Uh? Uh, that kind of thing, don't ever seek the pastor, all, all right? We don't go into that area, but if you personally seeking the Lord, you know, and all those kind of things, where to put your money, all right, I believe that He will guide you, all right? Because these are important decisions in our life that will affect us. That's what it means. He will guide us in every area of our decision-making. Somebody say, Amen. He will. And then he, Jesus says also that He will speak. Whatever He hears from the Father, whatever He hears from Jesus Christ, He will speak that word to us. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. And this is what we call the Rhema Word of God. Not the written Word of God, the Logos anymore, but the Rhema Word of God. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. What He has heard from the Father, what He has heard from Jesus Christ, He will remind us and He will enlighten and illuminate the Word of God in our lives. When you are not sure what to do, you go into the Word of the Lord. You are reading the Word of the Lord and suddenly it's just, it just seems like the Word of God just jumps straight up from the Bible. Speak, spoke to your heart and said, well, yes, Lord, this is what I've been seeking for. You have read that passage of Scripture so many times, it never hit you like it hit you then. Hey, that's the rhema word of God. The enlightened, the illuminated word of God. 
And the Holy Spirit does that all the time. All the time. He enlightens and illuminates the Word of God to us. That's why it becomes alive. When you are lost, and not necessarily, not necessarily, necessarily when you are in need only, Sometimes when you are just reading the word of the Lord and meditating on it and, and, and memorizing the scripture, suddenly one verse, one word, or one phrase just jump out and hit you. And you know that's the need. Not necessarily just of yourself, but of others, of the situation, and even of the church. The Rema word of God. He still speaks. He still speaks. And then he tells us what will happen in the future. Wow, this is powerful. How many accidents have been averted? How many disasters have been averted? Because the Holy Spirit tells you something ahead of time. That's what happened to Joshua. 40 years before it happened, God already told him in his spirit. He knows what's going to happen, although he's scared of it. It doesn't make him proud. It doesn't make him arrogant. It makes him more dependent on God. When God tells us things of the future, sometimes we are so afraid we shrink back. At other times, we become arrogant and proud. And we never enter into that promise. But if you are humble and receive it as the word of the Lord, you are prepared for what's going to come. And so that's how the Holy Spirit guides us and leads us in every area of our lives. When we talk about being led by the Spirit, Galatians has a different way of putting it in Galatians chapter 5. Verses 16 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Verse 18 if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Verse 25, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So this walking, led by, lived by, guided, all this talk is talking about the same thing. When He, the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you. Oh, I need the guidance and the leading of the Holy Spirit. In fact, that's the only way to live the Christian life. Praise God. We all have been saved by the grace of God. Calvary, wonderful. But the very fact that Jesus says, it is good that I go away. Why did Jesus say, it is better, it is good that I go away? Whose good is it? Is it for his own good? No, it is for our own good. Because when he goes away, the Holy Spirit comes. And when the Holy Spirit comes, He's not only with us, but He's in us. We can walk by the Spirit, led by the Spirit, and live by the Holy Spirit. Look at Jesus. His life was basically being led by the Spirit. That's why He was so powerfully anointed, used by the Father. Yes, He's the Son of God, but He is also in the human flesh. And everything that Jesus did was being led, guided, and directed by the Spirit. Luke chapter 4 verse 1, And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And all the miracles that He did, it was by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was 
constantly dependent upon the Holy Spirit to lead him what to do, what to say, when to do certain things. All led by the Spirit. In John chapter 11, in the raising of the Lazarus, he did not immediately respond to the need, but he waited, prompted by the Holy Spirit, until the right time, right place. Then the result was there. Jesus, led by the Spirit in everything that he did. And not only that, you find that Paul also trusted in the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, Paul is the one who wrote so much about the Holy Spirit, the leading of the Holy Spirit in Romans and in Galatians. But in his own life, in his own life, he trusted. 100% he trusted in the leading of the Holy Spirit. From the time that the Holy Spirit spoke to Ananias to go and baptize, to go and visit and baptize even Saul of Tarsus, To the time when he was called for missionary work in Acts chapter 13, verse 2 and 4. The Holy Spirit spoke to the entire church, set apart for me, Saul and Barnabas. In Acts chapter 15, in the Jerusalem council, Paul was there plus others, the apostles, and he says it seemed good to the Holy Spirit. Again, the Holy Spirit spoke. And in Acts chapter 16, verse 5 to 7, how did the Holy Spirit lead and guide Paul? Many times it is not just a distinct voice. In fact, at times you will discover in Acts chapter 16, Paul doesn't really, did not really hear from God. He did not hear any direction from God. He was caught right in the middle, in the middle of the missionary journey but he reasoned that it was reasonable to go to certain places. So he went without a direct word from the Lord. But guess what? Even when sometimes we do not hear the direct uh, word from the Lord, we acted in faith, and if it is in the wrong direction, the Holy Spirit will correct us. That's what he did in Acts chapter 16, verse 5 to 7. The Holy Spirit forbade them and wouldn't allow them to go to certain places. This is what I call the check in the spirit. Many times, you know, some, some, uh, no, when we when we acted by faith, just trust in the Lord, and we are not sure if it is in the wrong way, God will always give us a check in the spirit. And you say, hey, that's not the direction. It doesn't mean that you are wrong. It means that you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit forbid them to go, they changed their route. They take a different way. They went to a different place. So there is always a checking in the Holy Spirit. And as a pastor, sometimes I have to, and there are many decisions that we have to make. And sometimes there is no direct word from the Lord. In fact, many times Paul in writing the Corinthians says, this is not a direct word from the Lord. But this is godly Christian advice and counsel from a man who has trusted in the leading of the Holy Spirit. And he will tell the church in the application of the scriptures to certain situations there. 
And so sometimes in life also, you find that God will still lead us by the Spirit. Sometimes it's in a negative way. He gave a check in, the Holy Spirit, uh, in, in our spirit. And says, no, not this decision. Not this way. Now, Acts chapter 20, verse 23. The Bible tells us very clearly, the Holy Spirit told Paul that prison await him. It was the Spirit speaking. So you find that Paul trusted the leading of the Holy Spirit in every area of his life. Likewise also, we can trust the Holy Spirit. Jesus, Paul, and many others, or the other apostles. Brothers and sisters, the first key to unlocking our great adventure is the leading of the Holy Spirit. Christian life is an adventure. Somebody say, Amen. Come on, Christian life is an adventure. An adventure whereby we can trust in our great leader, the Holy Spirit. When you, when, you, when you trust the leading of the Holy Spirit, hey, you just don't know where He will lead. Sometimes He will do what seems to be ridiculous things to us. Hey, but He will bring amazing results. When you trust in the Holy Spirit, the more that you trust the Holy Spirit, the more that you trust God, the more amazing works He will do in our midst. You see, the Spirit not only leads us, but He leads us into God's blessings. It is the blessings of God. If you want to be blessed by God, friends, it's through the leading of the Holy Spirit. God's provision is tied to His leading. You want to be blessed by God? You must follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Why do I say that? Now, 1 Corinthians 2.12. It says, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know, experience, receive the things that have been freely given to us by God. You see, God has given us His rich inheritance. The things that God has freely given to us, but we have not realized it. We have not withdrawn it. We have not received the things that have been freely given to us. That's why the Holy Spirit is given. So that we might receive the things of God. So the blessings of God is tied to the leading and the revelation and the provision of the Holy Spirit. You all know Psalm 23 verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack, or I lack nothing in the NIV. When you follow the shepherd and the leading of the shepherd, you will lack nothing. It is when you follow the shepherd, you will lack nothing. So to the degree we submit to God as our shepherd is to the degree we can expect to walk in His provision. Look at Abraham. His life was blessed. So richly blessed because he followed the leadings of God. Now, of course, in those days, the Spirit of God may have led differently than in our present days. For example, Gideon asked for the fleece. For to, to, to detect, to understand the leading of God. We call this Gideon's fleece. Lord, if it is your will, you know, cause, 
cause uh, 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 the fleece to be dry and the area all around it to be wet. It happened. After that, he reversed it. Caused the fleece to be wet and all the area to be dry. And God did it. Oh, that must be the will of God. We put up signs for God and God confirmed it. That in the days before Pentecost, the apostles gathered together. They wanted to know the will of God. So what did they do? They cast lots to find out who will replace Judas. They cast lots. But that was the only time they did it. After Pentecost, no more casting of lots. Is to be led by the Spirit. So Abraham was led by God, definitely. And the provision of God followed God's leading. And God's leading is different. To Abraham, God says, you shall go to Egypt. Go into Egypt. But to his son Isaac, in, in, in uh, Genesis 26, verse 1 to 2, God says to Isaac, don't go into Egypt. And so you find that the leading of God, all right, you know, whether yes or no, this way, that way, it is tied to His leading. When you follow the leading of God, you will be blessed. Whether it's out of Egypt or into Egypt, you will be blessed. It is through the leading of God. Kenneth Hagin says, success is always the result of following the leading of the Holy Spirit. When you follow the Holy Spirit and His leading, you will be blessed. So let's all pray, Spirit, lead me when my trust is without borders. I may not understand everything that you are doing, but Lord, I want to trust in the Spirit's leading. Lead me when my trust is without borders. But the question in everybody's mind is how does the Spirit lead? That's where you wrestle. That's where I wrestle with it. How does the Spirit lead? First of all, how the Spirit does not lead. Now, the Spirit will never lead contrary to His Word. It is always back to the Word of God. The number one way whereby the Holy Spirit leads is the Word of God. So if somebody comes up to you and says, I think the Holy Spirit is leading me in this direction. And that is not in line with the Word of God, then you can be sure that's not the leading of the Holy Spirit. If somebody comes up and says, Pastor, I think the Holy Spirit is directing me to marry this woman and divorce my wife. <laughs> now, is that of the Holy Spirit, you think? Now, it's out of the Word of God, definitely. So don't, 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 don't make claims out, the Holy Spirit lead me. There are many, many false claims out there. And the sure direction is the Word of the Lord. It will never contradict. And the Holy Spirit will never lead contrary to His nature. The nature of God. Alright, He is immutable, He is unchangeable. God does not lie. God does not lie. The Spirit of God never lies. So if, if a person is speaking lies, that's definitely not of the Spirit of God already. It's against the nature of the Holy Spirit. He's a Spirit of truth. At least in these two areas, 
There are many other areas that we can talk about, but I will not emphasize like some people just say, I feel the Holy Spirit. You know, yeah, God can use our emotions, but there is a danger there uh, as well. So how does the Spirit of God lead us today? Again, the Word of God, as we have mentioned, just quickly, and, and the peace of God. All right, the peace of God. Now, this is not 100% uh, 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 a feel-proof kind of leading of God, but you will have the peace of God. If there is a restlessness within, there is a check in the Spirit. And yes, sometimes the Holy Spirit can speak in an audible voice, although I must say that is very rare. All right? You know, and, uh, but we do not uh, exclude that. You know? So whenever you read in the Scripture and the Spirit told them, you know, and all those things. How? How did the Spirit tell them? Did they hear an audible voice? We are not sure, but I'll come back to this in a while. Then there is operation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit leads us through the gifts that He gives us. And yes, the Holy Spirit will lead us through dreams and visions. And I believe that God leads us by dreams and visions as well. And uh, according to Joel, uh, you know, uh, uh, the young man shall dream dreams, the old man, no, sorry, the young man shall see visions, the old man shall dream dreams, all right? And then there is the inner witness, the inner witness, the inner prompting, that inner voice. And to me, that is the most common way. The most common way that God speaks to us is through that inner witness. Now, He can, he, he can speak in different ways, all right? That's why God can speak to you in, 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 in a way that is different than He leads me. There's no one standard way. So whenever Jesus did the miracle, you find that there's no one standard miracle. There's no one way to perform the miracle. He did it in different, different ways. You know, that's the creativity of the Holy Spirit. But let me focus on the last one, the inner witness, that inward, uh, 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 that inner prompting. Romans 8, 16 says, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So here it says, The Spirit bears witness with my spirit. In other words, it's a spirit-to-spirit -spirit kind of a thing. The Holy Spirit is a spirit. He's a third person of the Trinity. He's real. But He is spirit and He bears witness. He speaks into our spirit. That's the main area that God speaks in. When God communicates, the means by which He does it is through our spirit. Our spirit is a tool. Our spirit is an instrument through which the Holy Spirit communicates with us. That's the main area. The natural man does not understand the things of God. It is a spiritual man. The spirit of man is the lamb unto the Lord. It is through our spirit that He communicates. So many times when we talk about the leading of the Holy Spirit, it is a communication with our spirit and it comes as an inward direction, an inner prompting. Sometimes it can be just a thought. Now when we say the spirit told me, many times we think, oh, somebody must have heard the audible voice of God. Not necessarily. Sometimes, many times, it's just an inner prompting. At least in my, in, my, in my experience, you know, it's almost always, 90 over percent is always that inner prompting. Just for example, just, just last week, I was supposed to write the letter, all right, to somebody, all right? So I wrote the letter. But that was an inner prompting to include something else inside. 
but I, ah, no need lah. I don't think that's important lah. Yeah, no need. So I did not. Send the letter. Then later, I realized, and then, and then the response came back. And the question was exactly the point that I had that inner prompting. I said, ah, yeah, I should have written it there because look, the person asked me about, about several questions and asked me on the exact thing that I said, I should have put it inside. And right, and, and, uh, and right, up, to, up, right up to today, the person hasn't responded yet. And it was an urgent letter. You know, so I don't know whether it's going to be positive or not. You know, but I said, ah, yeah, if I had just obeyed that inner prompting, it would have saved at least one week of, uh, of, of time frame and other things. So this is just a simple illustration. In the area of even writing a letter or talking to a person, when we depend upon the leading of the Holy Spirit, He will promise, you know, there's an inner prompting, do this, write this, put that. Uh, you know, and it happens to me all the time. And when I obey it, there is blessing. When I do not follow it, I don't know the blessings that I miss out. Inner prompting is very, very important. Now, besides that, no, no, no. <coughs> and so this, this one can be just an inward direction, all right? So it may not be a voice, it may be a thought or whatever it is. All right, but, but, but when you are sanctified by the Holy Spirit, when you desire the things of God, He will lead you. It's not just all those things that I have mentioned. Bill Hybel says, I can usually sense that a leading is from the Holy Spirit. When it calls me to humble myself, serve somebody, encourage somebody, or give something away. He says, the evil one will never ask you to do that. But the Holy Spirit always directs us to do that. So it is not just hearing the voice from heaven. It is even something practical like giving something away, blessing somebody. That is, can be the leading of the Holy Spirit even. Sometimes the Holy Spirit in a church setting like this can, can lead you to just talk to somebody. You know? And just say a simple thing like, hey, you got a nice hairstyle. I like that. Wow, that can make somebody's day already. You may think that, ha, ah, this is just a compliment. But sometimes you are led by the Holy Spirit. That person is just dying, dying for somebody to affirm her or him. And God, the Holy Spirit can use you in so many different areas. Finally, how can you be led by the Holy Spirit? How can you be led by the Spirit? In this congregation, there are children of God. And they are sons and daughters of God. What's the difference? Romans 8.14 That favourite verse. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Everybody say sons of God. Now sons of God, of course, include daughters also. Huh? Okay? Sons and daughters of God. And in the Greek, the word sons is huos. Huos. That means matured sons. Alright? These are grown up already. Matured sons. And then further down the verse in Romans 8.16, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And the word translated children is not heroes anymore, but the word, but the word technon. Technon means the offspring. Alright? The offspring, whatever mature, maturity level it is. 
But those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are matured sons of God. In the Hebrew culture, you find that when the son reaches age of maturity, the father will take the son to the, what they call the city gates and make an announcement, an announcement to the people, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Thereby conferring upon that son that authority to do any businesses for the father. And all the townspeople will know, okay, now the father is communicating, is transferring all the authority even to the son because he is well pleased. And so when, when, the, whole, when, when the Holy Spirit came down upon Jesus Christ you know, on, on his baptism, the father says what? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And the Jews recognize that. It is Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he now is authorized to do business for the Father. And so, it is the sons that are led by the Holy Spirit. Sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Children of God, they, they belong to the, to the kingdom of God, but they are offspring, yes. But they have not matured yet. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. These matured believers are the ones who are led by the Spirit. Are you just a child of God? Or are you a son or a daughter of God? We started, all of us started as children of God. Praise God for that. But we must walk into maturity, grow into maturity, learn to listen to the Holy Spirit, be led by the Spirit of God. Then, there is the mark of maturity. And that is to be led by the Spirit of God. Otherwise, we remain children. Always crying out for milk only. Never been able to digest the solid food from God. To be led by His Spirit. But this is the privilege of the sons and the daughters of God. There must be the transition from a child, the technon, to a son, a huos. And one of the primary marks of the son and daughter of God is to be led by the Spirit. So how does the Spirit lead? How can we be led by the Spirit? How can we develop that spiritual sensitivity? Three ways. Number one, receive the Spirit in your life. Everybody say receive. Now that is the place to begin. If you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it all starts with repentance. All right, once we repent, you know, and uh, the Bible says in Acts 22, 38, the, the, uh, He will give us the Holy Spirit to all who repent. Repent from all our past sins and recognize that Jesus Christ is Lord and He has been sent to, uh, 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 to fill us with the Holy Spirit. And then after that, there must be the thirst and the desire. You desire for the Holy Spirit in your life. Fill you. He will. And then you ask. You ask in Luke chapter 11, and then you receive by faith. It must be received by faith. You know, don't try, to, don't try to rationalize, don't try to argue with God, you know, but when you ask, you believe and you receive it just by faith. Bible says, Luke eleven thirteen. it's almost like God saying, I will gladly give the Holy Spirit to those who will ask. 
So if you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit, today will be the day when you ask God and He will fill you. He will gladly give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. Somebody say amen. amen. And then number two, rely. Rely daily upon the Holy Spirit. Oh, for those who, no, who have accepted the Lord, for those who have been filled with the Holy Spirit, Hey, the Holy Spirit is not just a one-time event, but a daily thing. Rely upon the Holy Spirit. Be willing to be led. Be humble. Praise and worship will lead us into the presence of God, you know, and into the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit. And fasting, yes. Fasting will make us sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Fasting is not twisting the arm of God to answer our prayer. All right, fasting is not just uh, a way to get something from God, but fasting is for ourselves to sensitize our spirit, to train our human spirit so that we can hear from the Holy Spirit. That's why we are into this season of 10 days of prayer and fasting and then pray in the Spirit. Pray, pray in the Spirit. All those of you who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you must constantly pray in the Spirit. That shows reliance upon the Holy Spirit. We encourage all of you, every one of us here to pray at least 15 minutes a day. That's not too much to ask, really. In fact, you can pray more than that any time. When you are driving stuck in the jam, you can pray for one hour already. How many of you have been stuck in traffic jam for one hour? Hey, you can pray for one hour. Do you know that? 50 minutes is nothing. Anywhere, everywhere. The more that you pray in the Spirit, the more, all right, saturated you are with God. There are many people who are blessed by the leading of the Holy Spirit and there are those who have not been blessed by the leading of the Holy Spirit. What makes the difference? One has learned to tap into the Holy Spirit to walk in the Spirit, to rely upon the Holy Spirit. The other is still walking in the flesh. When you are led by the Holy Spirit, you will live well and you will be blessed. And lastly, so receive, rely and respond. Respond to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes more than praying, we need to listen. We need to quieten ourselves, shut ourselves off, and just listen. The Holy Spirit is speaking, but is anybody listening? He is speaking all the time. Sometimes it's just like the home situation. The wife is talking, 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 and turn to the husband, are you listening or not? Holy Spirit is speaking to us today. Listen and obey. There must be the obedience. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells us, you do it. Take that leap. And of course, faith. There must be faith. By faith, we understand. Hebrews 11.3 By faith, we understand. It is by faith. Do not be afraid to launch out by faith. Faith is not in our ability to hear God. But faith is in the ability of God to speak to us. 
Faith is daring to do what the Holy Spirit does, even though you have tried something for the, for the uh, uh, 20th time and none of it worked. But even on the 21st time, I dare to believe that God is able to speak to me and lead me. So respond to the Holy Spirit. The more that you respond to Him, the easier it is for Him to lead us. So let this be our prayer. Everybody say, Spirit, lead me. Spirit, lead me. Amen. Let's pray.